0: Hey guys, it's Ron. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that our podcast got hit by gremlins again this week. And for some reason, they took out a huge portion of my story during the stick to sports segment. So I had to re-record the whole thing. It's pretty late. So if you notice the change in my voice, it's because I'm recording this after I put the rest of the episode together. Um, All that aside, this week we cover a whole range of topics from the NBA and NHL finals uh, to the Triple Crown to the World Cup. And we address a couple of interesting sports news stories. Um, so thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show.
1: All right, welcome everyone to episode three of Pride the Time. You know, our first recording for the month of June. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and doubt. I'm your host, Dan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Kyle and Ron. Guys, how's it going?
0: Hello. Happy June. Hello. I am doing well. How are you, Dan?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of sports happen uh, in the past couple of weeks. You know, NBA Finals wrapping up, Stanley Cup Finals wrapping up, the Belmont Stakes is on Saturday. We have the World Cup coming up, so we got a lot to cover in this episode. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to recap the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup as well. We're going to be talking about the Belmont Stakes and how Justified became the 13th horse in history to win the Triple Crown. We're also going to have a news and sports segment called Stick to Sports. Um, and we're also going to be talking about the World Cup as well. Uh, uh, I think I'd like to start the show off by... Uh, doing our segment called Primetime Tweets. We did a poll on Twitter about asking our listeners what they'd like to uh, hear from us this week. And they voted for the world cup preview now we only had eight votes this week you know so guys if if you really want to get involved with the show make sure that you're voting on those twitter polls for us so um we appreciate anyone who voted um we'll even
2: shout out to you if you vote right dan can you do e- that
1: exactly yep the, the more votes we get the more people we, we could shout out if you comment on our polls and stuff so uh, that, that would definitely not be a problem
0: and what's our twitter handle again
1: it is at Ride the Pine Pod.
0: Excellent. What is Twitter again? I don't know.
1: Upgrade to the twenty first century, Kyle.
2: <laughs> Upgrade?
1: Upgrade. Um so I will come out and say that I'm not the biggest soccer fan. I think a lot of people know that. Uh, but when the World Cup come, comes around, I don't know what it is, but it becomes more exciting. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but
2: Yeah, because you meet up at Rivas earlier in the morning and you start drinking and watching soccer with a lot of other crazy fans. So of course it's fun. That makes sense.
0: Um, I kinda like soccer. Um, I used to be a bigger fan back when I wasn't watching football as much. Um, I really liked Bayern Munich, but uh you know, then they kept winning everything and I was like, Well, this is boring. Um but I love it whenever the World Cup comes around because it gives me an excuse uh to watch soccer I guess and still feel semi patriotic even though the uh the uh, national team of America didn't uh, <laughs> didn't make the cup. So It's competitive
2: uh, though. It's fun. It's an awesome tournament.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. I really and I really enjoy it.
1: I think it's going to be especially intense this year because Lionel Messi it's his last World Cup ever.
0: Oh no kid. He's, reti- I didn't even hear he's about retiring
1: that. after this year. He's in. Good. Why the disdain towards Lionel Messi, Kyle?
0: Explain yourself.
2: All right. So my fiance is big on YouTube stuff. So she searches random top 10 stuff, whatever it might be. And she found this one on soccer. And Messi's always doing something rude and mean. I could not get over it. He always had some little clip of him kicking a teammate, uh, I mean, another player or or at him or something. I think he's a jerk.
1: See, no. I, I don't see that coming from Messi. I see that coming more from a guy like Ronaldo. because um, He's, in my opinion, I think he's one of the biggest jerks in sports. Yeah. Um, he's one of the most arrogant athletes in sports, hands down. Um, but th- that's surprising for me for, for, for Messi. I, I didn't
2: see that coming from him. We're going to find one of these clips, Dan, and we're going to put it on Twitter so everyone can vote on it.
0: Yeah, jerk or no Jerk. Um, yeah, I don't really have any particular soccer players that I dislike for any particular reason. So I can't really, um, sympathize one way or the other. I just watch it for the love of the game.
2: Ron, what about that guy that headbutted someone in the chest? I mean,
0: Zidane Zidane. (laughs) Yeah. What about him? I mean, I thought it was pretty great because it became a meme in like 2005. (laughs) Yeah, that was amazing.
2: that was yeah. mean.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounded like the guy had it coming. And uh I don't really know about Zidane's history, to be honest with you. So I don't know if that's just like a one time thing or if he's like a thug. But
2: uh Oh no, he is. Oh really? Just like the Bengals.
0: Oh, okay. Uh
2: <laughs> Man, cross sports promotion. Damn. I like it. Football
0: and football.
2: I don't know. I'm football and football.
0: I yeah, uh, yeah, maybe
2: I should have. take that back. I don't know him that well. Maybe he's okay.
0: Yeah, I feel like when that happened, it was like a big shock to everybody because it was him. And because like, he
2: caved his chest in, that's why it was a big deal, Ron.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's probably why. Probably if wasn't that was that was football. Like,
2: he would have been suspended for a year.
0: Yeah. NFL. Well, probably. Football. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, to some of our listeners, it probably is football. So. Eh, uh, anyway, I
1: think I think for me, my uh, my main thing with with soccer is that i think the players are kind of prima donnas i i well, actually, i don't think i don't say kind of i should take that out <laughs> they are definitely prima donnas like oh my god someone stepped on my toe i'm gonna feign like i just tore my knee apart
0: yeah. they do
2: pop up awfully fast don't they
1: they do and then they run off the field it's like it oh my looks god. like
2: it hurts and you're like oh no they're gonna be down to player and then they get up when they're not emotional and they're fine
0: yep they just want the that's call that's a, that's a good it. point
2: but not all of them. We shouldn't. We shouldn't group them into that. I don't know. I
0: don't know. I feel like that's one of the things that they teach, kind of like taking a charge in basketball. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: That's true. The
0: spares. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I I think there's there's one other thing, you know, especially about the World Cup is that I'm surprised that the Netherlands and Ghana didn't qualify because they've been in the World Cup every year well, every. What four years now? For the last at least 15, 20 years at least.
0: Not I'm as honestly long as not surprised.
1: It. I'm honestly not surprised that the USA um, didn't make it with guys like Landon Donovan, and um, oh yeah, and Clint Dempsey getting as old as they are. That the, they're they're in a rebuild mode. I, I I don't see them being in a World Cup. Probably well, obviously this year, and then I don't see them making the next one.
0: Yeah, I mean, what the hell is this? I mean, I thought Trump was making America great again, and now our soccer team can't even make the World Cup. What gives?
1: (laughs) Kyle's giggling in the corner.
0: I mean, maybe if he stopped worrying so much about kneeling during the national anthem and cared a little bit more about, you know, our soccer players performing (laughs) well, maybe we wouldn't have this issue.
1: No, you're definitely right.
0: Um, He doesn't really make a difference either way.
1: No, oh, who Trump?
0: No. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, Trump, that's what I meant. Uh, he doesn't make a difference either way. Although I'm sure they were very deflated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Speak of uh, deflation.
1: No, Kyle, no.
2: Let's get into a new topic here. <laughs>
1: okay. So let's let's let, let's kind of do a quick recap of the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup before we take our first break. Um, NBA finals. Anyone surprised that the Cavs, uh, the Cavs got swept?
0: yes i'm kind of surprised i am that was the team i took i told
2: you guys last month the Cavs are going to take it they're going to crush the warriors and i had it backwards
0: yeah i um i was kind of surprised that they got swept um i always kind of think that the warriors are going to win because they have a very well-rounded team and they have you know at least two or three really major stars on their team who can you know win championships obviously um but i feel like it was just a matter of like lebron was surrounded by teammates who uh, weren't a lot of them injured like yeah kevin love had a
1: concussion in the celtics series yeah and that kind of held him back a little bit i don't think he played the first two games but regardless um i don't know if you guys heard about this they brought it up on sports after game four but uh, lebron punched a whiteboard yeah. After their loss in game one and broke his hand.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't hear M about that. played
1: games two, three, and four with a broken hand. He didn't show up to any media uh, presentations with a cast on, but otherwise he was wearing a cast, an air cast on his hand.
0: Wow. Well, that's pretty impressive and, considering that he put idiot. up to the numbers that he did like every night. So Yeah.
1: I'm sure he was on a crazy amount of like painkillers or, or whatever. Yeah. The, even a hairline fracture in your hand
2: is incredibly painful.
0: Yeah, and he still carried the team. Yeah, he
2: did amazing. But what an idiot to hurt himself like that during the finals after yeah. he's already been beat by them before.
0: Yeah, not not a good uh, not a good plan. Not a good and plan. He
2: tried to say that he didn't want to release that because he didn't want that to be his excuse. Yep, but, I heard but that
1: he too. Still, but he still released that. Yeah. Yeah, he showed up to the game uh, after game four, and he was wearing a cast. <laughs> He's like, I didn't want this to be an excuse as to why we lost.
0: Yeah. Until they lost the whole thing. And then he's like, Hey guys, just so you know, I had a broken hand.
2: Right. You know what? It's not an excuse, but you're at fault for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I blame J.R. Smith. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: That was, that was so funny. Game one. What? We were up. We had a timeout. What?
0: Yeah. That was, uh, uh, that was a brain fart for the, uh, for the ages. So
1: terrible. Um, now, uh, let's do a quick uh, recap of the Stanley Cup, which I thought, even though it was only five games, I still think that was one of the best Stanley Cups I've seen in the last five years,
2: at least. You, you were excited, weren't you, Dan?
1: I was happy for Ovechkin. That uh, you was know, good. It, you know, the guy has been busting his ass since, God, I think I was in eighth grade when he came into the league. Talk about a long time ago. Um, but... He's never had a team that can compete in the playoffs, and he finally was able to beat Sidney Crosby. He was finally able to get past the conference finals, and when he got to the Stanley Cup, you knew, you could tell, just hit their whole team. They weren't going to be denied. Uh, Vegas put up a hell of a fight. There were a couple games that were really close, but then there were some games that weren't so close.
0: Yeah. Uh I think we could just go over this by saying uh caps one and uh let's uh, let's move on. Uh, well, I, I sense <laughs> no I said No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, salty. I'm, just, I'm just messing around. No, I'm happy for Ovechkin as well. Um I mean I didn't really have a dog in the fight other than you know my own pride saying that they would, you know, win the whole thing. But I'm happy for him. Um Vegas went, you know, really deep considering that they're an expansion team. And uh, not a lot of teams have gone to the finals in their first year. Um, Rod, isn't that who you picked? That is who I picked. I picked Vegas. Oh, you so, saw
2: one short like I did.
0: Yeah, yeah. and But uh, nice. well, at least my pick didn't get swept. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, basically they did, but not really. So Yeah,
1: my my two picks uh, didn't do too well.
0: I can't even remember who you picked, to be honest with you. Nashville me. So and ago. Boston. Oh, well. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Nashville had a tough go against Winnipeg. That was a that was a tough series.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was another just shocker. I don't know what would have happened if it ended up being uh, a Nashville, Nashville and Vegas. Vegas? Yeah, oh,
1: well. that would have been a hell of a series.
0: Oh, Thanksgiving would have been really awkward for the Subban family.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would
0: have. Yep, yeah. and they have theirs like a month before ours. So
1: yes, they do. I mean, Thanksgiving <laughs> is a little weird.
0: Yeah, a little strange.
1: But I feel like uh, this is a good time we can take our first break. We'll be right back after a short word from our sponsor. T- stay tuned.
0: Hey, guys, it's Ron here, and welcome to the intermission portion of our show. I'd like to take this time to tell you about our wonderful new sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Now, I'm sure you're asking, Ron, what is Uplift Pomade? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. Uplift Pomade is a hot new line of hair care products born straight out of Wakefield, Mass. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that you care about your hair, and so does Uplift Pomade. They want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original blend Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda for his wedding day. And I have to say, it even made him look pretty fly, for a white guy. But Ron, I'm sure you're saying, surely this company promotes animal testing and uses the worst kind of chemicals. Well, dear listener, that statement could not be further from the truth. You see, much like myself, Uplift Pomade would never put their name on products tested on animals. And they only use organic ingredients so that you'll never have to worry about putting any rancid chemicals near your head ever again. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade product, and they'll give, as a gift to you, a $2 credit towards your next purchase. That's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So if your hair care product just isn't doing the job, check out Uplift Pomade currently available at wholesale barbershops and coming soon online at uplift Thank you very much. And now back to the show. All right.
1: And welcome back everyone from our, our break. Um, uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Uh, we're going to get right back into it and uh, talk about the Belmont stakes real, really quickly. Um, I thought it was a good race. Uh, I was actually, Kyle, I know you're probably going to hate this, but watching Gronkowski, uh, his horse started out in dead last for, I want to say, like 70% of the race. And then in the last, like, 30 seconds went from last to second, which I thought it's was just like incredible. the Patriots in real life. You're right. I didn't care about that, Dan.
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: I, see, I knew it.
0: I knew it. What was his horse's name? Duh.
1: No, Gronkowski. (laughs) Oh, that's
0: so stupid. Of course, it's like George Foreman naming all of his kids George. Like, he's taken so many hits to the head that he can't think of anything other than his own name.
2: What do you want to be called? Gronkowski. It's a horse, though. Gronkowski.
0: (laughs) We're going to turn him into glue eventually. Gronkowski. (laughs) Glue. It wasn't my fault.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, with the wrestling reference.
0: Yeah, sorry, wrong show. So
1: did he really have a horse? He really bought a horse or something? Yes, he did. And that horse coming in second place, he ended up winning like it was like 280
2: something thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, I don't care. Wow! Imagine this. Imagine Rob Gronkowski riding the horses. Now that would bring some views. Imagine watching him ride one of these things.
0: Well, then he would be in last place for 100% of the race because Holy he weighs crap, too that'd much. Be
2: awesome. <laughs>
0: it's the Patriot way, Michael. We got to get in there. We got to we gotta knock those little guys off the toe of the horses, and then it's just me. And uh, just uh, technically, I win the race because these other horses, they're all running wild around just just wild. like. You know, we did our, our jobs. That's all yeah. that
1: matters. We did our jobs.
0: Yeah. I don't know why he's got, like, a southern accent when I talk about him. He's from Buffalo, so... <laughs> um yeah so
1: uh i think now is a good time to actually jump into our segment we're calling stick to sports where we discuss news and sports um ron i actually wanted to start with you oh okay because uh, i know you had a really interesting
0: topic
2: that's not fair why does ron always get to go first i came up with the segment <laughs>
1: uh... this is this is also true
0: that Yeah, I don't know. It's...
1: So, Ron, so Ron what's, uh, what's your topic for this week?
0: This week, the NBA and the NHL decided their championship series. The Washington Capitals cruised their first Stanley Cup in franchise history, and the Golden State Warriors swept the Cavaliers for the third NBA title in four seasons. Traditionally, major sporting champions will visit the White House to celebrate their accomplishments at the end of a successful campaign. But there seems to be a growing movement in which players for successful teams decline the invitation, It's not wholly uncommon for individual players to sit out their party for political reasons. Athletes such as Tim Thomas, Tom Brady, and even Larry Bird have refused to visit the president after a championship run. However, until recently, it was essentially atypical for an entire team to turn down the invitation to the White House. It all started when President Trump was still candidate Trump in the 2016 elections, voicing his opposition to players who engaged in protests against police brutality by kneeling during the national anthem. Initially, he said that players should be suspended for this act, which was suggested by former Green Beret and Seattle Seahawks long snapper, Nate Boyer. His positions have morphed over time to the point where he suggested that anyone who knelt during the national anthem should be deported. Naturally, after he won the presidency, there was a lot of tension between the professional athletes and the White House. When the New England Patriots won yet another Super Bowl in early 2017, they were poised to become the first pro team to visit the White House in the Trump administration. However, several prominent members of the team, including Martellus Bennett, Dante Hightower, and Chris Long, elected to sit out the celebration, saying that it was, in their collective opinion, the right thing to do. Other players who declined the invitation included LeGarrette Blount, Malcolm Butler, and Tom Brady, just to name a few. Things didn't get any better for the Trump administration when the NBA Finals came around. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors battled for the NBA championship until the Warriors came away with a series victory in five games. And after the series, Warriors star Steph Curry said that he wasn't interested in visiting the White House, which immediately drew the ire of Trump, who tweeted, Going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Stephen Curry is hesitating, therefore, invitation is withdrawn. LeBron James of the Cavaliers fired back, calling Trump a bum, and saying that the annual White House visit was an honor until Trump showed up. This back-and-forth between the parties left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, with opinions ranging from the players were well within their rights to blast the president for his rhetoric to the players were being disrespectful to the office of the presidency. When the NBA Finals came to the Warriors and Cavs again this year, Trump made it obvious that he wouldn't allow for such an event to happen again by stating that neither team would be invited to the White House this year. While some saw the move as justified because of the blatant disrespect shown last year, It's questionable as to whether either team would have changed their collective minds on the matter. After all, Trump hasn't really slowed down his anti-protest rhetoric, and the player's stance on Trump is only becoming more galvanized as time goes on. When the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl earlier this year, much of the team decided that they would not attend the White House celebration either, prompting Trump to rescind his invitation and, instead, throw a party including a military band playing patriotic tunes. This led to a now infamous clip of the president trying to fake his way through the song, God Bless America. After the NHL finals concluded, the president stated that he expects the Washington Capitals to attend without any real resistance. However, resistance did come in the form of right-winger Devante Smith-Pelly, who was responsible for the game-tying goal in Game 5, as well as an assist on the game-winning, and therefore series-winning, goal in the same game. Smith-Pelly said in an interview following the historic win, The things that he spews are straight-up racist and sexist. Some of the things he said are pretty gross. It hasn't come up here, but I think I already have my mind made up. So while an individual player deciding not to appear at the White House to celebrate a team's championship victory isn't totally unheard of, it seems as if the phenomenon of entire teams sitting out the party may be a regular occurrence with the current administration.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's sad that it's come to that, too.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree.
1: All right, so now let's move on to Kyle's topic for this week. Kyle, what do you have for us this
2: week? Yes, I'm going to put you guys in the spot, so sorry. This is exciting. Let's talk about something fun like cheating and Julian Edelman. Let's talk about oh boy. his performance enhancement, drugs, and how he's suspended for cheating. What are your guys' opinion on it? Now, Dan, you're a New England fan, so everyone is golden in New England. But what, like, what do you think is behind this? I know they said the reports show that one of the substances like mimics or relates to one of like the seventy-one different banned substances. So I don't know if it's like super definitive or what. But what do you, what do you think of it?
1: I honestly think it's it was him trying to get back into being healthy. And whatnot, but I think these players, these athletes, need to quit with these shortcuts to try to get back so quickly, and then just let the body heal naturally. Um, I think that's probably what happened. That's like, a good point. The body's
2: still pretty, like amazing. It can heal. From it is
1: everything. If it's you get if you give it time, like for right. example, uh, like not to change the subject, but Teddy Bridgewater. Remember that horrific injury he had? What like oh, about yeah. a year ago? He's let his body heal, and now they said he looks better than ever.
2: And he's going to be healthier now. He's just going to be exactly. you know, the right way.
1: Because yeah. he healed the right way. He didn't heal by using some sort of PED to quicken the process and then get caught for using it. And Honestly, Julian, if you're listening, uh, I love the Patriots. You I love pick. you guys as a person, but guess what? You messed up and you deserve to get suspended.
2: <laughs> you stick. I just came around to him. I was just starting to get into him this past year. He was on my fiance's fantasy team. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. He's cool. You know what? He's passionate. He's about it. Uh, and then now this, I don't know. I forgot. I should have prefaced this with the fact that he was injured. So that can kind of play that role into what he was taking or what he was given. You know, there's a lot of controversy with like what doctors prescribe and the different kind of things you can take. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, there is a chance that he didn't even realize it was – you know, an illegal substance or whatever. But but at the same time though, don't take it.
1: Don't yeah, that's take true. these drugs to just let the ball, body heal like it's supposed to naturally right. like everybody else and don't take these drugs
2: that could get you in trouble. I mean, it's loaded, right? Cuz you're like time is money and your 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 career is super finite. So like you're pressured, but like think about that, Dan. Like are you, you know, if I come over and I bring some like cool medicine for you like would you would you probably take it or would you you know do your research and find out for sure what it is you're I, kidding you know like you I would, would think absolutely would <laughs> research
1: i would absolutely research ahead of time i wouldn't just be like oh this is gonna get me back in the field quicker okay i'll just take it like yeah, not, yeah no. not that every
2: player should know like the 71 or the 74 banned substances but i mean you think you there would be a little bit more like hey you're my agent can you keep an eye on these things make sure that whatever i'm taking doesn't anywhere near these things you know this is an insurance policy because yeah. you man uh, four games that's huge
0: well yeah i mean no. you gotta have somebody like taking a look at that list and cross-referencing it with what they're you know being prescribed or whatever
2: right there's someone that has a time for that with the money they make there's someone that can check that for them
0: yeah
1: i just think it's careless and i think it's it's very uh dumb on julian's part and whoever's in his camp and uh, for sucks. not making sure that it checks out, it does, and it it sucks for the Patriots as fans. It sucks for the Patriots as a team. Because everyone um, likes him, right? He's cool. Yeah, no, he he's a great guy. Um, uh, I have met him once. Um, it was rather brief, but he is a very humble guy.
2: Wait, I think I'll get him on here to answer a few questions for us one of these days.
1: Yeah, no that that would be great. You know, I would like to. Have him on the show at some point. Um, any athlete, really, that would be phenomenal. Oh,
2: no, we like Julian.
1: Oh yeah, no Julian all day long. So, bottom line for me, it's it, you know, it's a shame that uh, it had to go down this way for Julian. You know, because he's been so by the books for so long. But you know, so it, we it's, think it, it's it's one of these cases where he just got caught doing something stupid to try to get back to the field quicker. But my question to uh, to kind of all of our listeners out there is like was it worth it was it worth getting his body back to playing shape and time but yet he has to serve a four-game suspension
0: well i can answer you from the position of a bills fan i <laughs> actually haven't looked at their uh, schedule yet so i don't know if they're playing in the first four games but <laughs> if they are then hell yeah it was worth that it that was perfect um, <laughs> Damn it, Ron. Uh, other otherwise uh yeah i don't really i don't really no i don't i don't think it was but
2: and it it, i mean definitely depends on if he's 100 percent now or he will be you know and will he have any other effects of it or will this happen again because the next one's what a half year yeah uh, six to seven games i think at that point Mm. oh snap belichick won't put up with that no he will not
0: well assuming belichick is still around he will be yeah so i don't know
1: so kind of piggybacking off the football topic uh, we're gonna jump into uh, my topic before we get into our final thoughts segment and um i found this story very interesting in that it's terrell owens you know a lot of people see terrell owens as a guy who's very pompous he's very a- arrogant i love uh, this guy very obnoxious um He felt that he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame when he was first eligible two years ago. He was passed on two years ago and last year. And then this year he got uh, officially named as an inductee to the Hall of Fame. He now refuses to go to the enshrinement because he was passed on two years in a row. And my thing is is it's so childish to be like, Hey, you didn't put me in on the first try. You know, a lot of these players, it's like their lifelong dream to be in the Hall of Fame of anything. Not just football, just baseball, hockey, whatever. And for him to be so childish and immature to be like, Oh, you passed me twice, I'm not gonna show up even though you inducted me this year, is beyond arrogant and egotistical. I think it's just incredibly immature.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's pretty wild. But at the same time, what do you expect from somebody who grabbed a cell phone and started like dialing, I don't remember what it was, was he calling his mom or something like that That after he scored a touchdown? Like like he poured popcorn all over himself. multiple man
2: how to use a Sharpie.
0: Yeah, like, that's just who he is. Like, he obviously thinks he's the best in the world, so he's going to do that, you know, kind of thing. You know, it's, uh, I'm not saying I condone it or anything, but I get it. Like, that's just his character. That's who he's always been. (laughs) So it's, uh, it's disappointing that he won't be there, but to me it's not really horribly surprising.
1: No, it isn't. You know, and again, that's a shame kind of going off the Julian Elman thing about how he got caught, you know, people dream their whole careers when they start off playing a sport to be inducted into any Hall of Fame. Like, that's like the end goal. Like, when you retire you know, a year, two, three years later you get inducted into the Hall of Fame and that's got to be a phenomenal feeling to a lot of these athletes. But for Mm -hmm. him to be so immature and so classic Terrell and be like, oh, you passed on me twice I could have been in two years ago. Some mm-hmm. players wait decades to go in. Like, there are players obviously getting inducted who retired in, like, the 80s. It's now, like, 20, 30 years later that you see them complaining? No. Right. No.
0: Right. No.
1: So where does he get off saying, oh, you passed on me for two years. You know, I deserve to go in two years ago. It's like some of these players who retired in, like, 1984 getting inducted in 2018. It's like, come on, man. Don't be, don't be such a dick.
0: Well, he's a classic heel, though. I mean, so like was, I said, that's just yeah. kind of. Sorry, go ahead.
2: He was a forty nine er, and I loved him. I thought he was awesome. He was a showboater, and he was funny on on and off the field. And I always picture him that summer before he signed with his agent, and he was working out with his shirt off on a bench, like like on a, on a bench press in his driveway. And I, I, w- I think that's so fun. I can just picture him there. But doing this, what a baby thing to do. He's not going to go there. This is this is very, very much a big deal. It's it's uh, huge to be into the Hall of Fame. And it's, you know, the, the whole idea of it, you know, is very meaningful to the whole culture, the NFL, whatever. And he's just not going to go there. What a baby! He doesn't deserve to be in it. If he's going to do that, it's so fu- lame.
1: It's funny you mentioned that because I had to do a little bit of research, and some of the the people who were on the Hall of Fame voting committee came out and were like, "I wouldn't have given him my vote had I known he wouldn't show up."
2: Well, of course, why why would you? I wouldn't either. It's that like, because
1: you would think the people who get inducted are like, "Of course, I'll be there." It's you know, it's an honor. You know like a typical person uh right and it, instead he's just like no you passed on me twice i'm not gonna go i'm gonna have poopy pants like come on
2: pants. man it's, it's, it, i'm serious it's ridiculous dan just referenced poopy pants oh, right, man. I, I think he should have got in first ballot i think he had the numbers he had the skill he definitely deserved it he followed behind jerry rice so he was Probably one of the best receivers of all time because Jerry Rice is the best receiver of all time. But I think some of the people that do the voting and some of the committee didn't vote for him due to like his on and off field antics, which I don't think is fair. Because I don't think no. that's what the Hall of Fame is based on. But either way, <coughs> he should be there. He should be such a baby about it. I think it's lame.
1: He definitely deserves to go in. There's no doubt about that. Um, he was a phenomenal athlete. I mean, he still is. I mean, he was in his 40s, and he was thinking about a comeback. Um, I think...
0: Hey, the Bills need a receiver.
1: Hey, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's incredibly immature just to be like, oh, since you passed on me twice, I'm not going to show up. I, I, think, I think it's I've really had, a slap in the face to the NFL, in my opinion.
2: And it's disrespectful to every other Hall of Fame inductee. Exactly.
1: I yeah, just, I, 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 it just kind of makes me sick to my stomach thinking that some of these players they work so hard day in and day out during the season and in the off season to get their bodies right and to play their asses off during the year, and obviously the end goal being the Hall of Fame, and then you finally get there and you're not gonna go? Are you kidding me? Right.
0: So. Well, who went in a couple of years ago though? Like who was who was on the. Who was on the roster to go into the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago?
1: Uh, Just out of curiosity. If I remember correctly, was it Rice only a couple of years ago or did he go in a while back?
2: Uh, yeah, probably like five years. He retired. You have to wait five years after you retire to get eligible for the Hall of Fame. So I yeah. think he went in, I think it was 08. No. No, it might be. Yeah, holy crap. Something like that. It's been a little while. Yeah, I think from
1: I think uh, the class this year is good. I mean, you got Ray Lewis, you got Brian Erlacher, you got Brian Dawkins, Terrell Owens. I mean, it's a, it's a really good class.
2: He doesn't deserve to be in that class. Those are all very very role model like good athletes that are good leaders and know how to carry a team and represent themselves off the field, especially Brian Erlacher. He
1: doesn't deserve to be yeah. in that class. Erlacher is is a classic role model. I mean, I don't know if you guys know it, so my buddy who uh, Clayton Brown Uh, who works for Wilson um, out in California. Um, Brian Erlacher is one of the, I I think, I don't know if he's a stockholder or something in the company because it's based out of Chicago. And he's on the show that's on the Golf Channel or whatever, and he is a class act. He's just always, he always has been on and off the field.
0: Yeah. Uh, All right. So let's uh. So I actually looked it up. Um, do you guys want to do a thing really quick where we uh, thanks. fill out who you guys think were uh who 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 was in the Hall of Fame for twenty sixteen?
1: Uh, okay, let's do it.
0: Okay, so let's do this. There's let's see one two three four five six seven eight eight players in the twenty sixteen Hall of Fame. Name five of them.
1: I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and guess that Terrell Davis is one of them, but I think he went in earlier than that.
0: Terrell Davis is not one of them.
2: Marvin Harrison.
0: Marvin Harrison is one of them.
2: Oh, good one, Ba-ding!
0: Kyle.
2: Um, Marshall Falk.
0: Marshall Falk. Nope, was not one of them.
2: Dan, there's only two or three like current players that would have got in after their five years were up. And the rest yeah like the other few are gonna be really hard to guess because they're probably from a few years ago and there's usually always a coach and I have no idea
1: yeah I, I'm I, I have no idea at this point okay Um.
0: so do you want me to go through and tell you who it was
1: yeah, that's yeah. great. okay
0: so rounding out top the headliner Brett Favre quarterback for the Falcons Packers Jets and Vikings following him Kevin Green Linebacker defensive end for the Rams, Steelers, Panthers, and 49ers. Uh, Following that, Tony Dungy, head coach for the Buccaneers and the Colts. Yeah, Tony. (laughs) Marvin Harrison, who you got. Orlando Pace, who was an offensive tackle. He was good. For the Rams and the Bears. Um, Eddie DiBartolo Jr., who was the owner of the 49ers.
2: Yes, the man, Eddie.
0: Uh, Ken Stabler, who was a quarterback for the Raiders, Oilers, and Saints. Dick Stanfell who was an offense and rather and Dick Stanfell who was an offensive guard uh, for the Lions of the Redskins
2: the 60s I'm sorry what year was he
0: playing Let's see so it says This pertains more to the Pro Football Hall of Fame than to Stamfeld specifically, but the mere fact that the Seniors Committee called the Pro Football's expansive history to find a deserving offensive guard from 60 years ago is awesome. So yeah, he was playing in like the 1920s. Oh my God. 1930s,
1: something
0: like that. Wow, good for him. Well, let's see actually, because I might have done my math wrong, so it looks like... Yeah, 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 1950s. Well, because like I said, 1920s at the end, so... Quality offensive line play equals winning football games since 1920. That's what it is. So, yeah, he was playing since in the 1950s. So, my B. Very cool. That was only 30 years off. Yeah.
1: So, so I mean, uh, I think this now is a good time to do our little wrap-up, our little final thoughts segment. Um, guys, uh, just wanted to get your thoughts. Who wins the World Cup?
0: Oh, God. I got to look up who's actually in the World Cup this year. Brazil. That's probably a safe bet.
1: Uh, my my bet is on Argentina. Oh, the underdogs.
0: <laughs> let's see. Um,
1: um, I, I think being Lionel Messi's last year, I think they're gonna go nuts.
2: No. I think that I think I think it's gonna be them.
0: Let's see. Let's see.
2: Dan, being yes, that it's a sport that we're not like super into, why don't we put like a fun little wager on this? So I I'm not for will take Brazil, and you can take Argentina, and Ron can take whoever he wants. That'll be wrong. And the yep. <laughs> team gets further is the winner. And the other person, you, Dan, would then have to wear 49ers gear on opening weekend of week one of the NFL. And then if I lose, I would wear disgusting Patriots gear for week one of the NFL.
1: And what if, what if Ron loses? Does he have to wear Patriots gear or he, 49ers gear? We
2: get to pick if he has to wear Patriots or Jets or Dolphins gear. <laughs> <laughs> or how about I'd still have yeah. to go with the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Obviously. That uh that would uh that would be most offensive to my sensibilities. But at the same That's time, fun. considering that the Jets were the only ones that voted, you know, against the rule for kneeling, I guess I wouldn't be totally opposed to it. That's funny. That is funny. I guess you're gonna make me more Patriots gear now.
2: <laughs> they would do that, what a bunch of dicks they would do that. <laughs>
0: Well, they voted against it, so the players could neo oh, and not, wow. yeah.
2: Yeah, okay, that's cool.
0: Good, that. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, let's see. So, what teams are involved in this? Sh- Holy, f- there's so much about this. Ten seconds. Um, um,
2: New England Revolution. The what? <laughs> the Revolution. If oh my to god, yes, the god. A,
1: that's an MLS soccer team. Don't indulge him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going with Germany. I'm going with Germany. Cause they uh, nice. made it pretty far last time if I remember correctly. Maybe it was a couple years before that, but uh, yeah, I'm going with Germany.
2: That was the '70s. They were very good then. Oh, they. So I think they even Ron went to the finals wins,
0: last, like the at least eight years ago.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, uh, and if so, if Ron wins,
1: Kyle has to wear Patriots gear, and I have to wear 49ers gear.
2: No, no, the winner gets to pick what loser gets to wear what. Oh okay that can worked. I, right? That can I pick sense?
0: anything other than football gear or does it have to be football nope. gear nope cuz because hey, I could don't I could just buy there. you guys like some really embarrassing shirts and make you wear them in public like on virtual pros
2: <laughs> we'll pick some other competition for that
0: I'm good I'm just telling you right now I'm not going to buy anybody any kind of gear my job does not pay that well <laughs>
2: That's the kicker. I think that the loser needs to buy the shirt.
0: Okay, well... So
2: I would so buy a Patriot so, shirt if so I was a loser. So
0: whoever's team the doesn't make
2: shirt it the that, furthest. Yeah, so I'd buy a Patriot shirt. I'd have to wear that if I lost. And then, Dan, I would pretty much just give it to you as, like, part of you winning. I got, I had to wear it, and then you get a shirt after. That's, like, your own. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll I can get it. on that. Come on, Ron. You can get on it, Ron. Okay. All right, so... So,
1: listeners, you heard it here. Ron picks Germany. Kyle picks Brazil, and yes, me myself, I pick Argentina. Brazil, <laughs> Brazil. All right. So that is actually gonna do it for episode three of Ride of the Pine. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Ride the Pine Pod. Uh, also, we are on Instagram and Facebook uh, at the same t- uh, handles. Uh, If you have any questions for us, make sure to reach out to us, and um, we will be more than happy to respond to you guys. Uh, We love interacting with our fans. Um, And until next time, uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Keep on listening. It'll
2: get better
0: adios thank you for listening to Ride the Pine a proud member of the Brain Trust Network if you enjoyed our show and would like to support us please leave a 5 star rating and a review on iTunes or if you're feeling especially generous visit our Patreon page at patreon.com ride the pine also be sure to follow us on Twitter at ride the pine pod ride the pine is produced by Ron Swarthout our theme music is by Austin Cologne, who can be found at austincolonemusic.bandcamp.com or on Twitter at Austin Band. Austin is also the co-host of Dumb All Over and Modern history x with tom madalina so if you're into politics or bizarre history check them out and again thanks for listening